TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. All right, mailbag edition. Uh, Thursday, April 25th. And there's one of the questions about my uh, which is, I guess, a tick. Um, um, and at the same time, sort of way for me, I'm looking for different shit. So get, get used to that in the mailbag. If it drives you crazy, you're going to get uh, a lot of them here. Uh, it is April 25th. It is uh, Bruce Springsteen album announcement day. Yes, 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 fucking yes. Um, his first new album, they say, in five years. Although his last album, High Hopes, is a bunch of like covers. And this is his really first uh, original album in seven years. Uh, Western Stars, it's called. And uh, I, the first single, Hello Sunshine, I've heard a couple of times on Easter Radio on Sirius. It's fucking great. I'm so fucking in. Nothing in life, you know, other than children, I suppose, makes me happier than like new Bruce Springsteen music, especially when I think it's good. And I think this is going to be good. I, I, I am so fucking happy. That makes me just, it just pleases me knowing that in the world right now, there's unknown Bruce Springsteen music that's going to be in my head and my hands and my world. And he's going to do a solo tour, which I'm excited for because I'll play a bunch of good songs. It it fucking pleases me. It pleases me so much. I'm sure I'll talk. You'll get sick of Bruce by the end of this mailbag, I'm sure. But I'm going to talk about him a lot. Um, Good week in the the podcast world, I think. Uh, People seem to be pleased with... um, with, with, with how the stuff has gone. They, they did not love the Moroso podcast. And I got a, ooh, did I get a uh, a nervous uh, Mark Moroso uh, text last night. I'll look it up. Here it is. Last night. Uh, this was at, what was your opinion of our last episode together? Moroso last night at 7.22 p.m. My response. I don't really remember much about it, which is true. I had like, spent a lot of time thinking about, the, you know, the filler podcast I did when two guests bailed. I had to bring somebody in. Uh, he said, you're going to hire this new guy. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? These people are crazy. Who the fuck are you talking about? And he said, you mentioned on the episode you recorded today, which came out yesterday, that there's a new producer you interviewed and liked. And I just said, relax. Like, just relax. There was, we interviewed uh, a kid a couple of days ago. We've liked all the people we've interviewed, but one in particular, I think stood out. Um, and brought up, brought some good stuff to the table. Um, that process continues to go on. I'm actually going to do another interview after this mailbag and then a few more next week. Um, as we continue to do that is in, in, you know, a possibility of some people that are new candidates out of nowhere, <clears throat> which is good as well. No real Marty Walsh stuff to update you on. I may have stuff on Monday. Had an interesting phone call today, this morning about that as well. A lot of phone calls, this morning, a lot of meetings, working, working, working. Uh, as we do episode 116, which is a mailbag episode. I tweeted out this morning at 721 that I'm taping a mailbag today. Let me see. Understanding that A, I'm never going back, and B, I'm aware of the ratings. Then I said, any questions? And the questions uh, started flying in. Um, Radio Commenter asks, with Entercom Afraid of You Live on air, is the approach going to a lot of these? Are the approach going to be a daily two-hour podcast similar to the Adam Carolla show, 
which I haven't listened to much, I have to admit. News segment, interviews, bullshit with co-host producers. Uh, also, separate pods focused on crap that interests you, taking down enemies' frauds, Bruce Praise, da da da. Good question. Uh, thank you for that. I'm going to thank all my questioners today as I try and be more uh, fan-friendly. I think that's a decent model to look at. I think the idea of doing two hours taped and then having it go live an hour or two later um, in this world is definitely possible. Wouldn't surprise me at all. And if it feels like a live show to me for two hours, I don't care if it's live or, or live to tape and we post four hours later. I, don't, I mean, you know, as long as shit doesn't get scrubbed, I really don't care. Um, <clears throat> there will be, I think, some co-host stuff. I think there'll be obviously producer, producers. And yeah, I think you might get, you know, two hours of what feels like a show and then maybe once a week or every two weeks a podcast which is longer form interview a book i like documentary i like we know how that goes um but i think you're going to see some of the characters i've already sort of brought into this world whether it be you know sue or Alyssa klein um um or any of these other people uh maybe characters on the show as well we're going to try some new people here uh over the next few weeks i saw a lot of questions about you know the show the the podcast you're doing that was different than the the radio show on the old station I used to be at. Well, obviously it is. First, I'm alone. You know. Secondly, if you bring somebody else in, there's that more of that stuff back and forth, um, and it feels more like a radio show. Right now, it feels like a podcast, which is exactly what it is. Um, until we get you know a floating sort of group of co-hosts, that I think I'm gonna start bringing in here in the next week or two just to see what it sounds like because it's just still experimental um, to a large extent. We're not going to know, right? So I, I expect that. There's one thing I think you expect going forward. Um, hmm. If asked, would you go back and do NBC Sports again? No, I don't think I have a lot of interest in that. Nor do they have any um, interest in me. <clears throat> uh, I mean, I, well, listen, I, I shouldn't say that. So if they call and said, hey, Gary wants to do a show with you. You know, It's been a while. Obviously, he's been sick. Like, he'd, have, he'd like to have fun with you for 15, 20 minutes. I would definitely do that. No problem. But the idea of like driving in there on Monday night and sitting there in your suit waiting for the producers, who are all great, by the way, coming up to you and saying, okay, yeah, A Block, you're going to talk about Kyrie Irving and the B Block, you know, what do you think Belichick's going to, like, I, I, again, I'm not, I suppose I, I am in a way looking down on people who do that, but it just has such little interest in my life now. Like, I didn't watch Game 7 the other night. I'm not going to watch the game. Like, I don't, it just has no, it has no interest. And, in, you know, uh, there are people who do this job, the job I used to have who pretend that they like root for the teams and they watch the games when they're rooting against the teams because they don't want those teams to win because that team is on one station. And it's like, it's just like, it's just so fucking tiring. Um, let me see. Any thoughts on how you can use your platform even more to raise awareness of mental health? Love what you've done so far. That's Carl. Uh, I don't, um, I don't have real concrete plans right now. Maybe I should. Uh, I'll just continue to every once in a while. You know, I tweet out a lot of stuff. Um, every once in a while, if it's interesting to me, I'll do an update. Uh, God, this studio's hot. I'll do an update on on, on what, how I'm feeling or how someone else is doing. Maybe have someone else on. But I'm not really sure. It's a good question. I haven't given as much thought as I should. Um, but I will. You see here. What did I ask Marty Walsh? Hmm. Well, you know, I kind of went over it in the podcast yesterday. Um, you know, it was off the record conversation. Um, there is, I think, potential issues with Marty Walsh and um, this company called LB Strategies that the Globe wrote about. You can look it up. I'm not telling you anything new. 
that pay that employ his live-in girlfriend, and the money has gone up to them has spiked significantly in the last few years, particularly once she started. Um, and certain things don't add up, and there are questions that are legitimate questions that I gave them two weeks to answer, and they had no answers for me the other day. Uh, since it was an off-the-record conversation, I can just tell you, uh, I can't say what Walsh told me or didn't tell me, but I can tell you that my appetite to continue digging in was not in any way curbed by the answers he gave me. In fact, they they were augmented. So that's what I would say. Um. And again, I give him credit. I actually watched him eat an entire chocolate chip cookie, and he got very little on his shirt. So I was pretty pleased by that. Do you, Scott Neary, the great Scott Neary from my great friends at Buffalo Wild Wings, do you envision your show podcast being you solo or with a 25% contributing sidekick like Dennis Miller, uh, Nurm McDonald? I think you mean Norm, Scott. I think you're more effective with the latter. I agree. My, my show will not be solo. I'll have somebody with me. No question. Uh, another voice. Uh, you can't, I, to me, I, like you can't do a, you know, this is, a, a mailbag's different, but if you know this, most of the podcast I have a guest on, um, you, you, you rant, unless there's a story you're doing investigating or, you know, it doesn't work. So yes, there will definitely be that. You don't have to worry about. There will be another voice. <clears throat> uh, uh, DEC, pray for Curtis, part of the Minifan podcast and the blind mic, whatever it's called, blind pod, uh. Family, I don't know whatever the fuck it is. Uh, go find him. Listen to him. Who's a Democrat with the best chance of beating Trump in in twenty twenty? I mean, come on, we know that is it's Pete. I I I'm gonna tell you right now. Like I would I would vote for him probably. Well, I shouldn't say that. I I'm still gonna have a hard time voting for Donald Trump for president. But I think Pete is definitely the candidate with the best chance uh, out of the Democrats. There's not even like I could they all the other some suck. Harris, Bernie, Biden, uh, Warren. I mean, these are fucking, Seth Moulton, these are horrendous candidates. Trump would swallow them. O'Rourke, awful, awful, boring, fucking boring. I give Pete a good chance. Um, I, think he's gonna, I think he's got a good chance to win the nomination. My mom passed away in 2009, Will writes. Uh, wah, 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 my mom died. We can do a podcast about it, you fucking pussy. Be a man! Act like a man, for Christ's sakes! Fucking 44 years old, your mom and dad died. Who cares? Grow up! And what are you doing? What are you doing wearing pants with no fucking? Look at this, you're wearing pants that you can tie together. Look at these. I have pants right now that the fucking. I don't even have a belt. I have belt loops. I'm tying them like a fucking child. I'm wearing a t-shirt and sneakers. Put on a suit for Christ's sakes. Shave every day. Get real glasses. Get crack. Get glasses a man would wear. Oh, your mom. No, you held your mom. Oh, you wiped your mom's ass. Oh, you rocked your dad to sleep when he died. Oh, he bled out. Oh, you gave a eulogy. Oh, everyone's dad dies, Minahan, you fucking pussy. Act like a goddamn man for the first time in your life. Jesus fucking Christ. Anyway, Will asks, um, where'd he go? Let me see. I can't find it here. Don't, 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 don't. Don't you forget about me. First of all, Simple Minds. I, I, is, am I wrong? Simple Minds is, is unbelievably underrated. Alive and Kicking. Uh, Alive and Kicking is, uh, I'm not going to say a top 10 80s song. I'll do that right now. Uh, fuck, fuck you. I'm going to do the list anyway. I don't give a shit. I'm going to put Alive and Kicking at 10 and think if I can think of nine better 80s songs. And I, I mean, I can name 20 Bruce songs I like better, but I'm being fair about this. Purple Rain. Better. Um, I'll pick two Bruce songs that are better. Um, Brilliant Disguise is better. I'm saying singles. Singles, not like, you know, not like My Father's House. I'm talking about singles. Um, that's two. 
Uh, I'll, get, I'll, I'll just go with that one. I mean, are there 10 better songs in the 80s and Alive and Kicking? I don't think so. I really don't think... Uh, uh. There's got to be a... You know, I love Foreigner. God, I love Foreigner. There's got to be a... I mean, is like is is like Jukebox Hero better? Like, I'm, I'm just talking about like as a single. Uh, mm, I'm trying to be fair about this. I mean, you know, like you hear them a million times. But every breath you take... Or King of Pain are better songs, but I'm so sick of every breath you take that you don't want to hear it anymore, right? I mean, you know, is, uh, is uh, Billie Jean better? Of course it is. Um, uh, when Dubs Cry is better, for sure. Uh, and I'm going to leave Van Halen out of it. Is, I mean, you know, is there a Phil Collins against all odds better? Is Beat It better? Yeah, I, I'm just thinking again, like, there, I'm thinking of songs that were hits. I love Alive and Kicking. You know, like, I love uh, um, uh, Hall and Oates, but I mean, I don't think they have a better song from the 80s than that. Right? Eh. I'm just going through the list in my head here. I'm going to put it in the top 10. I'm going to say it. I'll have the balls to say Put fucking balls on the table right now and say it. I think I'm right. <clears throat> anyway, so he's, oh, Will about my mom, about his mom. Oh, where is it? Oh, it's a bucket list. I have a bucket I really have not done a bucket list thing. Will, thank you so much for asking. I don't, uh, I, I don't think like that. Um, no, I don't. I, don't, I mean, like, you know, I want to go to the Masters. I went to the Masters. Um... I haven't really thought like I'm not I'm not a big traveler. I don't want to jump out of a plane. I don't want to do stupid shit. Like I just I kind of want to, you know, go up to Maine a little bit, play a little bit of golf, go to my kids' games, and go to bed, you know, and do this. Like I'm not read some good books. I'm not a. I couldn't even think of anything. I don't want to, you know. I like driving. I want to drive across the country again. I want to take Route 90 the whole way. I want to go from Boston to Eatonville, Washington, and back, and I want to do it in a week. I'd like to do that. Like, I like stuff like that, but I, I don't know. Is that a bucket list thing? I, who the fuck knows? Um, hmm. Okay, I'm not answering that. I don't care about those people. Let me see. Callahan Forever. How's your mental health been lately? Have there been any near relapses? Are there certain events, times in your life today that are triggers and make it difficult struggle to get through? Parents anniversary, struggles with the radio show, intercom, listening to Dale and Keith, et cetera. Um, <clears throat> I, well, I mean, you know, I, I said this in the podcast yesterday. I... I have sort of detoxed completely, and I think it's a good move from the place I used to work at uh, and the people I used to work with and were friends with. I I, I have blocked them all, and I, I I hate doing it in a way, and I hate doing it sort of cold on them and them not knowing. But I had to do it. Um, you know, something happened at the end of last week that was just a real asshole thing from somebody there that really upset me. And I'm like, why am I getting this upset about these people? Let's just fucking be done with them, uh, the whole group of them, and wish them luck. And I'll do my thing, they do theirs, and we're not connected. And good luck with everything. You know, I, I have no ill will uh, at all toward them, really, other than, um, you know, other than what happened in the last week, which is not not even that big a deal. Life goes on. Good luck. See you later. I, I, I think it's just easier for me to do my thing and for them to do theirs. Um, <clears throat> but that, t- that so that ties into the question. 
Uh, the anniversaries are, 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 are difficult. Um, last year, it was worse and led to some really tough things. This year, it's not quite as difficult, but still difficult and getting closer. My dad was May 4th, um, and I could feel, I've talked about this before, spring, and it just feels right now, the crisp air, the light it, late at night now feels like looking out the windows of hospitals and hospices, and it just feels very familiar. So I'm struggling. You know, a couple of days ago was not a great day. Uh, today, I feel pretty good. Um, and I hope I feel good tomorrow and the meds have helped and running has helped and being able to sleep more has helped and getting away from, um, a really negative situation professionally, um, which again, I, I helped create is, uh, I help as well. Um, being around people who I respect, uh, who I don't think are gonna, who I think will fight for me. I work, you know, I worked with every, you know, the people I worked with prominently in my last place, the person whose name was on the show with me didn't, um, even including him, you know, didn't really fight for me or have my back. And now that's not the case here. I don't think, but we'll see, uh, going forward here, but I feel good today. I don't know how I'll feel good. I don't, I don't know how I'll, I'll feel tomorrow. Um, no questions, but a request says Jay coming up on the air since my dad passed and I could use some dead parent humor. Well, I just did some, but I'll say this, Jay, uh, I know who you are, uh, and I talked to your dad well, well before he died with you, still clear of mind, and he thought you were a fucking loser. I remember him coming up to me and saying that, and I was surprised because I was like, I don't really know who you are, and I don't know who at Waldo MDK is, but he said to me, he said, just so you know, I'm dying. I have about two weeks to live. I am uh, JW Sr. My son is at Waldo MDK, and he's a fucking zilch. He's a zero. I'm embarrassed for him. I really hope he doesn't have kids. If he does, I'm going to be embarrassed for them. My real life, my the the, the manhood, the uh, the JW bloodline dies when I, the fucking dirt is thrown on me because I'm going to be stuck uh, looking down, probably up, given some of the sins I made in my life, being JW Sr., some of which I couldn't believe JW Jr. And for the rest of my existence, I'm going to have to look at this fucking loser. So that, I mean, so I don't really want to answer the question, Jay, because it's kind of personal. Um. <clears throat> Let me see here. Why are so many tweets being yanked off this thread? I don't think that's... Is that actually true? I don't think that's true. I didn't see that, though. I'm just kind of, as you know, looking at them now. Um, <clears throat> if you had to do a remake of one of your favorite movies, which would you choose and who plays the lead? Director, director optional. Could you do... Um, so I, I hate remaking stuff that's great. I think it's just fucking stupid. I think it's dangerous, and I think it's, you know... Although I will say in a weird way, I'm looking... Because I like Woody Harrelson so much, I'm oddly looking forward to this. And I like Marissa Tomei, too, to this all-in-the-family thing. Almost as an experiment, I'm fascinated to see how bad it is. Woody Harrelson's a great actor. <clears throat> and what's interesting about him is, you know, if you see Three Billboards or True Detective or even uh, the one he just did with The Highwayman with Costner on... Netflix, which is okay, not great. You never, ever, ever, ever think of him as Woody Boyd, who was an iconic sitcom character. So now he's going to actually play another one. Even John Krasinski, friend of the show, former podcast guest, future podcast guest as well. Like when you, I don't know, when I see him now, even in a quiet place or whatever, I still think of The Office. I just, I do. Um, but I, don't, I never think of Woody Harrelson that way. And if you said, uh, if you said to me right now, they're going to remake All in the Family. Who would you cast as Carol O'Connor's role? Woody Harrelson is not the worst choice I have heard for that. Um, I know it's a one-off and it'll probably be terrible. Um, but uh, um, but I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but in terms of a movie, 
Like I'm trying to think. Like, so if you did Midnight Run, which is probably my favorite movie today, if you remade that today, and the original one, by the way, with De Niro and Groden, like De Niro was in, and they kept going to different people. First, it was going to be Cher, and Cher is in. You know, if I could turn back time, um, and then it was going to be Robin Williams, and then it was going to be Bill Murray, until they landed on Groden, who turned out to be perfect. If you remade that today. Like that's the, so. The question is, who's De Niro today? So De Niro at that point in his career in, in the late '80s had so much history as a great actor. He had done all the Scorsese stuff, right? He had done it all. He won two Oscars. He was in Godfather Two. He was in Raging Bull. He was in Taxi Driver. Uh, he was in Mean Streets, and he was, he was in uh, Deer Hunter. I mean, he was in everything. So he came with all that. I don't think there's anybody De Niro's age at that point, which is probably what mid '40s, early mid '40s. Who is that today? Like comes with that sort of, let's just, uh, you know, you want to say Bradley Cooper for argument's sake, but he's already done a shitload of comedies. Part of the beauty of Midnight Rum was a lot of people, if they, I guess they hadn't seen, you know, King of Comedy, with which I recommend you watch with De Niro and Jerry Lewis, a Scorsese movie, which is fucking great. And De Niro's unbelievable in it. But people didn't think De Niro could do comedy. Well, Bradley Cooper's done comedy. I'm trying to think of a straight-laced guy with a with a with a droll sidekick and sadly they'd probably have it be bradley cooper and like galifianakis and it would suck it would be fucking terrible untouchables right untouchables today costner could actually play the connery role and what gosling maybe gosling and costner with uh i don't know pick your other two guys the nerdy guy is jonah hill is a charles martin smith role and uh garcia the young hotshot guy you know pick your young Rising star and uh, let's say Sean Penn is Capone. Does that work? I mean, would you go see that? That doesn't sound so bad to me. I, I mean, I would never remake it, but that's what I would do. Um, you know, I actually want to answer this one because, although it's uh, <clears throat> uh, the place I used to work at related in a way. What did Tangway say that got him kicked off for the final time? Reading between the lines, it sounded like he made some crack about the merchant situation, but I've always wondered. Um, so that was my fault. He did, in a way, he made a joke about an advertiser bailing because of the whole thing. And I completely overreacted, and I was a total fucking dick in the whole show. I think it was like 620, and I, was, I, I sabotaged the rest of the show. Um, and it wasn't funny. Like sometimes I'd flip out and say I'm gonna quit, and it was amusing. This wasn't not amusing. It was me being like I was so often that last say three or six months, deeply unhappy, depressed, angry, really rage filled. And I Gary did. Gary was trying to do what Gary did best, and I did. And it, that was you know uh, uh, some things were aren't my fault, and some things are. That was totally my fault um, <clears throat> on that one. So that's that's exactly what happened. A lot of questions about how terrible Moroso is, and he, he listen. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you want me to say. It was a it was a rough last twenty minutes. The last one. Um, hmm. How will I react when Bruce inevitably passes away? I think that's a reasonable question. Um. So he's going to be seventy in September, and he's taken me now to me being almost forty five. I became a huge fan when I was nine. It's going to be upsetting. You know, it's going to be sad. But, I mean, I hope he makes another 15, 20 years. I mean, I have to think at that point his music going to be less and less prolific. But I like the idea of him sort of having a Johnny Cash, like, last 10, 15 years of his career musically, where he does a lot of acoustic stuff, 
you know, a lot of stuff. Even this new album seems like it's experimental things he hasn't tried before. I like that. Like, I, I don't need to. I love the E Street Band. I love those tour shows. I've seen enough of them. Like, I, I mean, if they tour again, God knows I'll go to 15 times. But do I need to see Bruce Springsteen when he's 70, 71, like shaking his ass in jeans and like a t shirt and singing Hungry Heart? Not really. Do I want to see him do two hours acoustically doing a bunch of songs I haven't heard him do and do in different ways? At this point, yeah. I, I've had enough of the other one. I'm ready for that now. It's been a great ride, and I know people mock Bruce. And if you don't like him, I like music is never anything I've been particularly passionate about having wars over. If you don't like him, you don't like him. I don't care. You miss out, uh, as I have on certain music. Um, but he's been a great companion for me. He's been, you know, a great way for me to try and understand my dad and, and try and make it better and try and make me be a better dad listening to his music. And you know, again, a lot of times when my parents were were sick, I would something they were when they were sleeping or I would put his music on and just listen to it and it does relax me. I should also say, speaking of which, um, relaxing. This is this is bizarre and uh, stra- so it's st- terrible, sad, b- tragic. It's relaxing. Uh, it made me think of it is the, the apple crunching lady. If you listen to my old show, one day I told the people I used to be on the, sh- the show I was on about the... Um, <clears throat> This woman who would eat food, it was ASMR, as I later learned it was called. Um, Sassy Snacks was her name. She would bite into apples and different food and whisper. And I found it comforting. Others may not have. So it comes to be that she wound up having, she's young, younger than me, I think, or my age, had pancreatic cancer, got diagnosed the end of last year and just died. It's fucking so sad. I was crushed. I felt so terrible for her and her family. Oh, my God. It's so devastating. Um, so it just made me think of that. If you want to look that up, terrible news. Um, hmm. When did you start hating the Boston Globe? Well, I started hating the Boston Globe when they went after me. I, it's not that con- like I don't really, you know, I, if they had never gone after me, I'd probably leave them alone. I think they're liberal, which is okay, but they pretend not to be at times. I think they're dishonest intellectually. I think they're run by people who I don't have a lot of personal respect for and owned by people I don't personally respect. Um, I think, you know, they hire people who I don't respect. Uh, I think the treatment of women is horrific um, and long-lasting, and and there are people there who I know have been, uh, have continued to do so. So, you know, I just, uh, yeah, and and I will, at any chance I get, if they do something wrong, I'm going to lead the charge against it because no one else is. And that's the thing I saw with Marty Walsh the other day was, you know, these, these, the media are just a bunch of pussies. Like that's, you know, that's just the fact. Uh, I watched them walk into this thing and he waved to a bunch of reporters and they all waved back and then he held a press conference. He giggled. They treated him like a king. And it's like, that's not your job. Your job is to find things and dig things. And this guy from the Globe, Matt Stout, wrote a story that begged for reporters, real media people to dig. But instead, I watched these people and they laid out the food and they ate the fucking food. They stuffed their faces, put their cameras up, smiled, giggled, asked some questions that didn't mean anything. And they left. And it's an embarrassing time right now in this city where I live, Boston. I don't know about other places. Uh, I'm going to try and move, get in some other parts of the country as much as I can in the next few months to get an idea of what's going on before I launch this thing nationally. But it is a scary time right now, and the media around here are a bunch of cowards and pussies. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Uh, let me see here. Creed 1, Creed 2, Iraqi 3, Nick from Boston. The great Nick from Boston. Um, <clears throat> so I loved I loved Creed 2 because I loved the Drago storyline. Like, you know, that's what's the, the Cobra Kai show that's on YouTube now, and I see the season two is coming out. They flipped it, which made it kind of interesting. It made Johnny sort of, 
sympathetic, right, and made Macho the asshole. Creed two made Ivan Drago, who killed Apollo Creed. Like, there's no... He didn't, like, punch him in the face and die like a boxing thing. Like, he shoved the referee away, punched him in the face, and killed him. And I still felt great sympathy for him and his son in Creed two. I would rank it Rocky three, Creed two, Creed one. I mean, Rocky three is the greatest... Uh, not just movie, the greatest piece of art ever produced in the world, not just this country. Um... Let me see. Do you ever just watch a game or follow a team anymore just for the pleasure of it? I don't really. I I, I don't. So I didn't try to think of the last. I watched, obviously, football. I haven't watched any baseball this year. Um, I've watched very little NBA or NHL. Um, I watch a lot of golf, obviously. It's a sport I care about the most. But no, I don't. I don't really take a lot of pleasure uh, uh, watching a game. Uh, same guy asks best rock music books off of yesterday's post, which was the Crosby Stills, Nash, Crosby Stills, Nash and Young book, uh, by David Brown. I think his name is it's out now. I finished it I, a couple days ago. I couldn't recommend it enough. If you like sort of gossip, um, rock history, you got to read it. And I'm not a huge Crosby Stills, Nash and Young fan. N- not really at all. Neil Young. I am again, not massive, but, a, but a, I'd say a pretty big fan. But just sort of the history of it and weaves through the 70s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, and 90s. I mean, you know, these guys go on forever, and it's intrigue and battles and arrests and hate and walking out of studio sessions and walking back in and trying to get back together, and then somebody goes to jail, and then Neil Young's, and you know, this total wild card. And I got to say, I tweeted it yesterday, like, you know, I... I respect Neil Young so much. I don't know him personally at all. He could be a, the biggest asshole who's ever lived. So I don't know anything about that. But I respect him professionally that he is really, even back before he became huge, didn't give a fuck what anybody thought he was going to do the music he wanted to do, when he wanted it to do, and he wouldn't let anybody affect him. I admire that and wish I had more of that myself. I'm trying to do it now, but I, I'm not going to lie and pretend that I, I don't pay attention sometimes to what people say and it pisses me off. He doesn't give a fuck. He did an album, what, 82 Trans, I think the name of the album was. And that means, you know, just so everyone's clear, that doesn't mean transitioning. I don't want to get anybody in any trouble. Uh, it was basically a bunch of, the fucking robot album, like where he sang like a fucking robot, like, you know, in the middle of his career. And he would just do stuff experimentally just because. And I think that's just incredible. And it led to some amazing music. And he's the guy in that band, by the way, who obviously matters the most. Um is young. So, you know, uh, but other, I'm wrong with the book about Warren Zevon, which is an oral history is great. Um, Bruce's book is good in spots. If you're a big Bruce fan, but the book Bruce by Peter Carlin, I think his name is from five or six years ago was better than that. Um, um, I'll tell you what a good gossipy book was Don Felder who left the Eagles, got kicked out. He came back heaven and hell. I think it was called. And it's like, if you want God, you can read that book in a fucking day. That Don Felder book. It's great. Tremendous, um, <clears throat> yeah. So I mean, I, I start, start with those three, and then come back to me next time. Ask me again. I'll give you three more. How's that? People want. Oh, some people. I think it's the same group. Want Blind Mike and Mark Moroso to fight it out of my podcast. That's fine. Two dummies want to fight. I don't have, do. I have to be around for it, or they can just do it. Let me know. I'm in either way. Um, trying to get Brandy Love on. I got a couple of those questions. Um. One of these F. Mary kills with Mark Hannon's balls, S.V. Callahan, Sporty R. McKenzie. I don't really have an answer for that. I don't really know. I think I'd marry Sporty. He seems like a... Uh... And by the way, I have heard rumblings uh, from his representatives that you're going to... You may... I may take a day off next week or two, and I think Sporty wants to fill in for a day. I don't know what you guys think about that. 
Um, so yeah, whether it's your specific vision for a show, more in studio guests, radio versus podcast vibe. Also have on Emily Rooney, WGBH. Um, I, I've kind of laid out the vision for the show. Emily Rooney said a very weird tweet over the weekend. I don't know if you guys saw this, where she said I look like some guy in a movie and also moody. It was like 10:50 at night. It was like a female Dino tweet. I'm not really sure what was going on there. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, can you do more podcasts? Five a week would be excellent, says Jake. Jake, I'm fucking doing four, uh, five a week right now, man. I, you know, I, I don't know what, what you guys want me to do. Um, hmm. A couple more. Yeah, a couple more. Yeah, I don't really care about that. Uh, <clears throat> how does, uh, I don't understand that one. Do, do, do. All right, we'll do this one, I guess. Anything, oh, well, yeah, a couple people I know have my former producer. I'm not going to do that. If he wants to tell the story and then I can respond to it, that's fine. Dave Cullinane, I'm not going to do that. I think it's, you know. It was uh, an interesting situation, uh, and quickly. I hope he does well. I have no ill will toward him. I think, I think he recognized where the errors were made. I know I do. Um, we'll see. Uh, why is it Simmons on the home and home with your podcast? You are on his, which was surprising, um, since he steers clear of any real cutting guests with provocative opinions. I have not asked Simmons to be on my podcast this one yet. I can. I don't think he. I can't imagine he wouldn't do it. Um, I don't know that, but yeah, I don't, I don't, um, uh, I don't know that he would or wouldn't. Um, I'll ask if, if you guys want them on. And again, you can at Kirkman tweet away. If you guys think of any good podcast guests, I'm happy to try and get them on. We've got a couple lined up for next week already. Um, we're going to keep doing this. I think we're going to keep trying this until we come up with, you know, a system that works. I think it'll be three or four a week and I'm enjoying them. And I understand like, again, I get the people who loved um, when, at the old place I worked at, some of the stuff we would I would do there, and it was all me. I mean, I'm not saying that just to be like, you know, every good idea came from my head. Um, that sort of wild stuff right now without a sound guy jumping in and without a co-host, right now, it's different. I think it's really good. I don't think anybody else is doing anything like it, but it's different. But you have to understand, once the other parts are in place, then you'll get a combination of all this stuff, and it's going to be, I think, Way different than anything else you're hearing right now. I, I mean, I couldn't, frankly, imagine listening to regular radio in 2019. I never do it anymore. I, I just, it just would not, would not work for me. Uh, since you've had all this time to yourself, what's the weirdest shit you've masturbated to? Ryan B wants to know. I have not gone into the, uh, into that, into that weird world of like I'm, I'm, a, I'm like an old fashioned masturbator, you know. Um, you're not going to see me get into like the, 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 like the stuff with pissing on people and like that's just not, well, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example. I'll go to two glow and read some categories if you'd like. Um, like, so I'll just pick a letter. Um, let's pick K Kama Sutra. I like that's for me is no, like I, there's no interest in me for me. Kinky. Like, I don't know what, you know, I know what that means, but that kissing kitchen knockers, Korean in homemade Korean Amateur. These are all no's for me. I'll go to one more letter. Uh, I'll go to D. 
He could be interesting. He's got a lot of a lot of them. Dancing, dancing Asian, Danish, uh, dare, dark hair, dating, deep throat. Again, that's like so. It just feels so like I would feel so wrong even looking at that. Uh, dentist. I gotta click on that. What the hell are we doing here? Lesbian dentist, milf at the dentist, vicious Japanese dentist, dentist and her nurse. Oh yeah, I can see that. These women, by the way, are dressed not dressed to be at the dentist. I have to say. Um. Yeah, uh, the raunchy dentists, adorable blonde dentist. Uh, that does not seem professional at all. What that dentist is doing there. Uh, so what's Desi? D E S I. Do we know what that is? I swear to God, I don't know. There's a whole world there. Desk. Eh, okay. Desperate diaper. Oh my God! I gotta click on that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> These people are you so fucked up? What the fuck? God, I'm 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 on board. Like I have no issue at all with uh, whatever gets whatever whatever gets you off. But diaper boy punished, nurse Isla gas mask perverted diaper, buddies bubbles changes apples diaper. Look at this. This is a grown woman with a binky, and another woman changing her. So okay, so. This is what always interests me. So clearly, I'll, I'll just click on that for the hell of it, because you know I've never clicked on that before. That brings me to Pornhub, and this has been viewed ten thousand four hundred and eighty-eight times. Um. So at some point in history, somebody had to do this for the first time. Like, so it's a fetish, right? Clearly, somebody, but in history, somebody had never masturbated to somebody in a diaper, an adult in a diaper before, and then one day it happened. So, like, whoever did that, that's like the most fucked up person who ever lived, I think. Um, let's go through. You guys want to go through a couple more or no? All right, we won't have to. We can do some more later. Um, let me see. One more, and then we'll get out of here. Oh, the intro music. Okay, yeah. Uh, I don't know about um. I, I don't know. You guys figure it out. I suck with with picking like how music sounds and intro and outro. Moroso put in something I guess that they have the rights to from before, and they have some library of certain songs they can use and can use. And I don't really understand them, um, nor do I really want to understand them. So I just stay out of it. But if you guys think it really sounds like shit, let me know. If it's really distracting, let me know. I don't want that to be the case. But at the same time, I'm not necessarily married. I, I like the old. Like I don't know. I want to to be more like it actually is if you're out like hanging out with your buddy you're on the phone or something and there's no fucking guitar that starts playing at that point um you know i i it's it's strange um oh this is good be honest because i've got a few of these over the years and was recently almost accused as such do you run or have some meaningful link to any of the parody accounts? One of the funniest, the Clydesters, seemed to disappear when you walked for good. I can swear on the lives of my children that I have never operated any of these parody accounts. I will say this. Some of them are hilarious. The guy who does Dino's is fucking incredible. The Dale guy is funny. Sporty R. McKenzie is funny. Um, but also, like, the Mark Cannon's balls and Drunk Eric Curtis have turned into something else. You know, we've done some investigation, and frankly, those guys... Uh, other than me, ask more questions than anybody in the city. Like, they investigate and they care. And, by the way, when a lot of people, people I fr- thought I was friends with and worked with or whatever, like, stopped caring about me, like, th- these guys kept, like, kept me going, kept my name out there. 
kept like I'm loyal to the 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 fucking parody account forever. You'll never hear me turn on those guys. I don't think they start shitting on me. I don't care if they think I suck. Say it. I am endlessly loyal to those guys because they care. They're interesting, and, and I believe this. Like you know, obviously I'm the best at this stuff, but like. I'll put the some of the podcasts I've heard lately from some of these guys and other stuff way above anything else that you can listen to right now and, and around here. It's not even a conversation. Like I can't, you know, I couldn't even imagine putting on the radio tomorrow and listening to people talk about drafts. I just is no, it, it has no interest to me, to me. Um. So yeah, so we've got some, uh, uh, we've got some some stuff next week. Some, this Marty Walsh situation we can continue to work on. We may have a podcast about that next week. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna wait. I, rather, I'm going to wait until it's done and correct before we go all in. We're making phone calls. We're working on it. Uh, and it's amazing. Like I'm daring the rest of the media to start digging in. They won't. I know they won't. They're all bought and paid for. And the more you dig into it, you see donations are made to these people, and they pay back. And it's it never ends. So I'm learning slowly, stupidly, that this is how it works. Uh, and some other stuff as well. And hopefully some new show announcements, but maybe not. I'm not going to sit here and tell you the world's going to change on that. So that's the mailbag episode of Enough About Me. I gave you about 40 minutes worth. Um, so we have some producer interviews here for the rest of the day, then we dive back into it. Uh, <clears throat> if you want to subscribe, obviously, please do that. Please leave a rating. You can you know, you go to Stitcher, iTunes, Radio.com, wherever you want uh, to get this. Make sure you do that. And leave, if you like it, leave a five-star rating. That helps uh, as we continue to work with the advertisers we're going to have and you're going to start hearing them here soon uh, coming forward as we put this together so that's the mailbag episode of Enough About Me Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.